So there we go. So how about giving a warm Hawke's Bay welcome? Here's the light. Glory in the house. Glory in the house. Glory in the house. Glory in the house. Praise the Lord. Well, what, you know, when I was... Uh, actually, I, I did come to Hastings about five or six years ago. And, uh, and I, I started to write this book for my people in Orisa, How to Get into Heavenly Places. Everything I write is for the future generations of my state, my nation, Orisa. And uh, so this uh, teaches people how to use their imagination. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, the eyes of your imagination have got to be opened. And then you can see, you see Jesus is here in the room today. And he's here as a, as a glorious light being standing right in the midst of us. He is the light of the world, the light of the church, the light of glory. And uh, Paul and John never used to get up from their prayer and the Ephesus church would never stand up until every one of them had an encounter with Christ as the light in every meeting. So you're supposed to come to church and encounter Christ as light and then as you're looking at him, you just say, beam into me what you want or what I need. And he just pours in the virtue. He pours in the, the radiance of his light into your being. So you learn to start becoming a child of light. You learn to start receiving light. And your imagination, your mind and understanding of everything changes enormously. Well, of course, I had to prove that the uh, Acts chapter 3 says that Jesus will stay in the heavens until all that the prophets has spoken of of the restoration has been fulfilled. So I had to then go through, and so I did this study all the way through the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation of how the prophets saw the glory has been restored in the new covenant, in the New Testament age now, not in a future age. So as you read that, you'll just, I hope your eyes will be opened to all the different prophets, what they were trying to say about, excuse me, the glory is now. Stop waiting for it afterwards. If the glory is now, the next issue is, is well, where is it? Well, it's Christ in you. He is your hope of greater glory. And if you're going to have glory in heaven, it's to the extent that Christ is living in you and manifesting out of you. So when Christ starts manifesting out of you, you're going to have greater glory in heaven. And so, of course, we have people on the earth who are manifesting the glory in their face and that. So what's this to said about the cloud? I have a cloud theology. Just get a Strong's Concordance, check every verse on cloud. And I've got a picture here, because for my kids, I actually showed them, and I put uh, a white type of sari with cotton wool all over, and covered myself with the cloud, and started to teach them about the cloud. Jesus was covered with the cloud when he got the glory in the Mount of Transfiguration. 
in Revelation chapter 10 when he came as the angel of the Old Testament, the angel of the law, and he was standing there. He was also covered with a cloud. And of course, Isaiah says, who are these who are riding on the clouds? Well, if Jesus rides on the cloud, I can ride on the cloud because whatever he does, I can do. And so I started, and that's why sister got covered with a cloud. She just believed like a little child, and my children believe, and it starts to manifest in your life. So I hope you'll enjoy. I'm writing at the moment on Romans so that I've got the next year, i got another book to teach you how to get into the, the deeper, deeper of Almighty God. Praise the Lord. Um, I am building churches. My goal in life is 200 churches. I'm up to, two, um, I'm up to 163 right now. I have about another 37. I'll go back and dedicate three. And I'm building about 10 churches a year at the moment. Because as you can tell, I'm getting younger and younger. And so I have to speed up the work. So um, the churches are very, all different denominations. I'm a kingdom man, so I don't stick with one particular group. Um, and all over my, my land and my mountain, um, churches are being built. Uh, churches are around about 5,000 New Zealand only to build. Also, I'm going for 1,000 kids. I've had a supernatural year this last year. I finished off the third floor of a building and uh, was able to accommodate 200 kids. And then I had to believe for two buses. I got two buses, full cash paid. And then I had to believe for an electrical transformer and that money came in. And then God said, okay, increase the kids now. I said, okay, I'll take 70. So I took 70 and he said, is that all? And so then we got up to 150 and he said, it's not enough. And then I got up to 225. So I took in about 285 kids this year in February. Next year, I'm going to take in another 120 and I'm going to be at 1,000 kids. Ha! Ha! Look! 35 children's homes shut down in my state because of government opposition and because of different things that they were doing. And by God's grace, my home is going on with glory, glory, by the grace of Almighty God. Hallelujah. <laughs> by grace, I came. Uh, I, I have no money, so you can trust me with your money. I have no money in my bank. I have no land. I have nothing in this world. All I have wearing and stuff like that, that's all I have. I travel very light through this world. I am here to change this world. I'm here to change my state. I'm sent to Orissa. My Orissa is second at bottom of India. Before I leave the earth, it will be at the top of India in so many departments. So I know my inheritance. I'm fully focused. I don't go anywhere else. I'm not looking for anything else. I'm just looking that in my lifetime, I will change one nation for Jesus Christ. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm at the stage of my life, of course, where I'm writing and... Uh, and, and so I've got a legacy to leave behind. Because what, what I teach, I do not, um, it's not a fact for me. I do not write sermons giving points unless I've experienced what I write. So I'm very particular about that with all my pastors too. Don't be preaching stuff you haven't tasted or you haven't experienced yourself. Don't taste things that you don't understand, uh, preach things that you don't understand. So I had to ask for spirit of understanding to come. And uh, she's one of the meekest spirits I've ever seen in my life. 
and uh, uh, I, I got spirit of wisdom coming in the candelabra, you know, spirit of wisdom and understanding, spirit of counsel and uh, of power, and then spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. Well, I had to get spirit of the fear of the Lord down because um, I just felt that my mission needs cleansing and that, and uh, oh, good night. Around about September last year, I had a vision, and there in the church, right through the roof, all these golden particles started to descend and it came to the bottom in the church and became a solid gold throne. I knew that I knew God Almighty sitting on that throne. I was terrified. And, and he's calling me, you know, and I don't know what have I done now, you know. And I'm, I'm walking in front of the throne and I'm like standing there and don't want to look at his face. You can't see his face, you just see the glory light. But you know that you know the voice and the voice speaks to you. I lost my right-hand man who was my translator for about 12 years, my best friend, and uh, he'd taken two other wives and I didn't know. And the Lord exposed that within about uh, uh, two months. I had to deal with it very carefully so that his wife and his children were protected. And then I lost my accountant. I thought, come on, Lord. So he removed the men. And why? Because he wanted the women to rise up. I had changed the home to an all-girls home. And I wanted, the women were still being pressed down by some men. And so these men were um, unceremoniously removed. And uh, women are now rising up. I've got four women who are prophesying all the time. Rajani has now taken over running the home. I'm training her to take over. And then also Aladini and then Bijani and the others. Um, so it's a great learning period. You go through um, the seasons in your life. Don't fight the season you're in. Enjoy it. Learn the lesson and get on to the next level because I have really gone to higher levels. And, and you got to, uh, please don't stay in nursery class. I have found that 95% of Christians are still in nursery class. Like Paul said, they're still babies. When it comes to spiritual understanding, like water off a duck's back, they do not comprehend the spiritual realms. Excuse me, Jesus came in the flesh to take you into spirit. So get that straight in your head. He did not come in the flesh to keep you in the flesh. The flesh profits nothing. John chapter 6, when he's talking to Peter very clear. Your flesh is profiting you nothing for your eternal life. So get out of that mind and start making a shift. I've got to work on my spirit. You have a spirit man inside you. You want that spirit man growing up into everything in Christ. And so that is a mind change. Tonight I want to talk a little bit about the kingdom of God and I'm going to take it tomorrow. It's Pentecost, and it's the Holy Ghost's birthday, and I love the Holy Ghost. And so I have to preach. Can you pull this up about one feet? Whoever knows this thing. So there in Acts chapter 1, there in verse 2, I'm going to go through the verses very quickly. Now Jesus started to give commandments to the Holy Ghost. Now you've got to learn to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit inside you. So I'm sure he was talking, you know, Peter, uh, he would go away and, and then he talked to Peter. Peter jumped three times. 
And so Peter jumped three times. And so Peter had to learn to jump three times. And afterwards, the Lord would come and say, did you hear my voice? Yeah, what did you do? I jumped three times. Good, you know my voice now. So you have to learn that. That you have to learn to listen to that gentle voice inside your spirit. And I tell you, if you go that low, you know, Holy Spirit will go lower. So then you have to go lower. And he'll go lower. And that's how you go deeper, deeper in spirit. It's like you learn, you, you'll listen to the Holy Spirit on this level. And then you'll go quieter and deeper. And he's just watching if you're following him. So like a young boy with a young girl, he's watching, does she still look at me? Or do you still look at the Holy Ghost? Because if you look at a person, you keep looking at a the person, they get the idea, oh, that person likes me. It's the same way with the Holy Ghost. He's not going to come near you unless you keep looking at him and keep wanting him. You say, well, how can you keep looking at an invisible spirit? Or oh, you can. Oh, you can. I'm in love with an invisible spirit. And he manifests in crazy ways. He becomes an eagle, or he becomes a wind, or he becomes a mighty rushing wind, or lightning, or he'll reveal himself to you. And you'll know it's him, and then you'll start to see his face. So you, you, you learn to love him and to desire him. As I say to him all the time, you have been teaching people, creatures, for a billion, trillion, decadillion years. Now can't you teach me? And I've not got much time on the earth, so you better hurry up. I want to honor as much as I can. And so he'll usually say, jump on my back, and I'll jump on his back and I'll fly here and there. So you learn to listen to the voice of the Holy Ghost, and he's really lovely. I always say the voice of the Holy Ghost is more feminine, uh, it's more gentle, it's more loving, it's more gracious, like a mother. Jesus' voice is like the Prince of Peace, charming, wonderful, and Father's voice is like a glorious old man. <laughs> doesn't speak much but when he does or you <laughs> he was speaking about the kingdom of God and what was he speaking about well I think he was speaking about verses like Romans 14 verse 17 where the kingdom of God is in righteousness peace and joy especially the peace and the joy in the Holy Ghost the kingdom is in the Holy Ghost excuse me it's not in a geographical place on earth. It's not going to be here, there. It's in the Holy Ghost, which is actually around you. If you've received Christ and if you've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you've already got the Holy Spirit around you. So you're in the Spirit, Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 9. You're either in the flesh or you're in Christ, you're in the Spirit. But Paul says, you're not in the flesh, you're in the spirit. He says that, you're in the spirit. So you have to determine, I am in the spirit, the Holy Spirit is around me. And now I want to recognize when he's here. And then I want the Holy Spirit in me, inside my temple, manifesting, cleaning, and coming out of my temple in gifts. So the in the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. Everybody said the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. That means Jesus' reign is in the Holy Spirit. And Jesus reigns in fullness of grace, in fullness of goodness, and in fullness of blessedness. The Jesus who stands here in this room today just beaming out blessedness and glory and graciousness. Oh, you got to receive his grace. 
You're not under any condemnation. You're under total grace of Jesus Christ. Your sins are forgiven. Get up and get going and start getting this glory, power, and miracles. Because the kingdom of God is not only Jesus Christ is under his reign, but it's also in power. <laughs> Man, when he got up into heaven and he was exalted above all and every knee had to bow, he got the power. <laughs> I tell you, he just, I mean, I always look at the form of a man, but the glory of God was pumping through that man. So I see him so many times as a translucent, he's just there standing there and I mean, everything he did was for you. He wants the power beaming to your body. He wants to reign in you and the spirit and you are beaming out his power and his glory. Hallelujah. Somebody said the kingdom is in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom is in power. It's where Jesus rules. He rules over you in the spirit. Can you say amen? So, he, so that's why straight away Luke then goes to in verse 4 and 5 that you are to receive this promise from the Father that you will be baptized with the Holy Ghost now many days. Now the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I tell my students, it's like the first time your spirit man is blown up. You know, get a balloon and start pumping air into a balloon and it'll blow up. So what I do is, I get a balloon and I paint a picture of Christ on the balloon. And as you're blowing the balloon, Christ in the balloon gets bigger. Hello. But the balloon is going bigger and bigger. And then I love to do it. I just let it go. And I said, that's why people just let the Holy Ghost go. And just roll and run away. You got to fill up again. You got to keep filling up. And a lot of people don't keep coming to the pump station to get refilled again. But I'm telling you something about the Holy Spirit. It's not one big lump solid rock that comes inside you. It's a river that's flowing in and out all the time, up and down all the time. You've got to get used to that river. Can somebody just say, Holy Ghost, you're in this room. Flow through me right now and fill my tank up. Right, you've got to get your tank full up if we're going for miracles tonight. Okay, so the first time we get tanked up, boys, is when the Holy Ghost comes in and you know, oh, I tell you, it's the greatest. Oh, 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 you don't need to drink your drugs after you've got the Holy Ghost. He gives you such a buzz. It is all over in the Holy Ghost. And then you'll be witnesses. You just get full, uh, full of the Holy Ghost and you'll start to talk. You just can't be quiet. Why? Well, if you look in John chapter 20, that's just one page almost before Acts, you'll see that Jesus has just risen from the dead. Now, when he's risen from the dead, he's just come out of hell because the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, has risen, has raised up his spirit. Now, get it. The week before Calvary, he was the meekest you've ever seen any man. He was riding on a donkey, he was washing their feet. He was doing 
doing all the humblest jobs as though to look at his father and say, Father, have I shown them your meekness, your lowliness? Because if I have, and he did on the cross of Calvary, never would any man be as lowly as that man. So that God can now put his spirit into that man's spirit so he can give it to you. You've got to understand that. Because then when you know this is connected to the meekness of Jesus, to the sacrifice of Calvary, and then he's waiting for God to go, he had the power to come out of death. He said that, I have the power to rise again. But he would not until Father gave the command from heaven and Father spoke. Holy Ghost came down and he rose with so much power. His spirit man was a pumping with the Holy Ghost. Everybody say he was pumping with the Holy Ghost. You should be pumping with the Holy Ghost right now. Pumping, I tell you. Well, of course, he comes to his disciples and the first thing he wants to do is breathe upon them this energetic spirit. He's full of it. Can't help it. So I, I can just imagine you. Yeah. Well, some people will go, don't spit on me. <laughs> well, when he took Adam, he stuck his finger up his nose in the mud and he breathed into it and he turned mud into flesh, muscle, skin, blood, bones, and your beautiful body. So a breath can get inside your body and change your body. He knows how to do it. Somebody say, Holy Ghost, breathe in me. Make me alive. Man, he made Adam glorious. He can make you glorious. He made Jesus glorious. He can make you glorious. He made Stephen glorious. He made Paul glorious. He made all those who yield can get the glory of God in their being. Will you yield tonight? That's why I come to New Zealand. There's no other nation I can preach like this. They were finish me straight away. Well, you guys, you guys are so open and ready. And that's why you've got the glory on your nation. He will live with you forever. So he's living inside me. Now the word for spirit in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, hovering over the deep, is bread. It's not spirit. Spirit is a Greek word. Spiritos. The word is actually God, I forgot it. It's Hebrew. It's in my book. Anyway. Now bread. So I'm thinking, okay, Holy Ghost, I've got to get to know you as bread. Well, that's pretty easy. All of this part of my body is lungs. So that means a lot of me. My heart needs this bread. And I need to I need to know how to mix with this bread. I need to know how to mingle so that he could put into my breath, into my spirit man, the energy of eternal life. I'm always after the energy of life. I've got to have this energy pumping through my blood and pumping through my body. I have eternal life. I'm not going to have it after I die. I have it now. I want to taste it now. And so I want to connect with the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit, he is so loving and so kind. And so you, you just keep asking and 
and waiting. And you all know the, the energy that goes through you when you get quickened. We call it the quickening of the Holy Ghost. When you were born again, you were actually quickened. I mean, a shot of the Holy Ghost went right through your body. Ooh, and you came alive. You came out of death and you came into life to the life-giving spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 2. It says that he is a life-giving spirit which is in Christ. So when he was rising from the dead, he's got life coming out in his breath which he wants to give. Everybody say, I've got life in my breath. I'm a life-giving spirit. I give life because Christ is in me and he is risen and he's a life-giving spirit. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and in verse 45 where it says Adam was a, a living soul but Christ was a life-giving spirit. Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 6 says now you are a minister of spirit life. So that's, you've got to remember that's my goal wherever I go in life. I, all I say to myself is, John, give life. <sighs> life. I, I mix the breath, you know. Have you noticed that? <laughs> People will be standing there and they'll be as dead as donuts. And as soon as I go near them and I go, wow, man alive, they come alive. Oh, it's like God's on the scene, you know. Oh, and their hands are shaking. And what was that? It was the breath of God. It's the breath of God. My kids know it's the breath of God. You may not. You get used to me I, a little bit. So, I, so now I'm learning how to breathe and, and not like. Like the waves of the sea, eh? Last year when I came, I think I was following light, eh? This year I'm following breath. Next year I'll be following fire. I'll tell you about that in a minute. So here I am. And I started to buzz. I mean, I'm getting the buzzing. So you know the buzz, eh? Where you get energized. You know, what is that? You see, I, I want to encounter God. I don't want to read I know all the Bible verses, excuse me. Um, I want the experiences. Because wherever I am in the universe, I want to know that's the voice of the Holy Ghost. That's the energy of the Holy Ghost. That's the anointing. That's the quickening. I want to know this spirit that I am going to live with forever. Because he is my teacher. And I am his friend. And he, whatever you ask him, he'll do in Jesus' name. So I'm asking him, you know, when you, when you hear Holy Ghost, will you come upon me like flubber? Like, you know, just come upon me. Oh, he does. He does. Oh, oh my goodness. You talk about my eyebrows flashing and then my face going like rubber. Sometimes my face goes like, like glass. I oh, my God. I look in the mirror and go, ah, oh, what's that? Oh, oh. That's a transformation that takes place. And some people, I never used to believe that. Oh my goodness. I mean, can you imagine one day if I come in here like a light being? Oh, oh, oh. oh, I'll honor you by coming pumped up. Okay. So, if you know he dwells in you, Jesus just says that he will come to you in the Holy Ghost. And that's what you wait for when you're soaking and you're resting in the Spirit. You're resting to, to get so close to Jesus. And he takes you in and Away you go with Father and you're in intimacy and, and you're getting to know the divinity, the trinity. You're getting to know their love, their joy and oh, good night. And then if you love me and obey me, 
we will come to you. And of course, that's when Father and Son, they come in the Holy Spirit into your heart. Oh, oh my goodness. They are the most humblest, lowliest spirits. They're God's spirit, but they made everybody's spirit so meek and so gentle. We're living in an age of people who are so full of themselves and so full of pride and they just don't know how meek he really is. I'm telling him all the time, why are you hiding? Show yourself. You've been in my life for 40 years. I don't want you to hide anymore. I want you to reveal yourself in me and, and let Father come out, please, you know. So that's my prayer before I go to every meeting. I, I want to be in the spirit and loving Jesus and Father and I want them to come and manifest to me and so my children can see. And today I want to take you to the image of God, of course, is Jesus Christ. Well, you now are the image of Christ. So you are, if you don't have a clear image of God in his glory, then when you're looking at Christ, you, you're not seeing clearly, and yet the glory of God is in the face of Jesus. God commanded that the glory of God is in the face of Jesus. So when Jesus is appearing to Stephen, it's a glorious sunlight face. I'm Stephen and to Paul. Paul cannot escape that. A lot of people have not worked that out. Look at Paul's Jesus, what he saw on that road to Damascus. He saw Jesus as a light being brighter than the sun. Just check his testimonies and you can see he never gets away from that, even his epistles. So he's actually pointing the church to, hey, that's the goal of the Christian life. We have to be like the glorified Jesus. And you've got half the church which is trying to be like the Jesus in the flesh. And it's about time we started to be like Jesus glorified up in heaven and follow him into heaven and be like him and get his glory. Because he's calling you. He's, it's, the Bible's very clear. The gospel calls you into the glory. Now, the question is, how can I teach children to get into the glory? Well, it's easy. Second Corinthians, everything's easy. Always say it's easy. If you would have asked me 30 years ago, I would have said, would you 40-day fast? But, you know, that, that, is, that was 30 years ago, you know? And, and so you can tell that's a, a works mentality. It's a, a religious spirit I had then. And, of course, now, of course, I rest in the Lord. And he just comes. Sometimes he'll come like a ten-ton truck. First time, I was in a woman's meeting. It was a woman pastor. And she's preaching away. And boom, Holy Ghost came on me. And I'm paralyzed for about two hours. And I'm still and I'm bargaining with the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, get off me. Get off me. I've got to get out. I've got to get out. This woman pastor comes up to me. She loves me very much. But she kicked me and said, get up. We've got to shut the building. Get up. And I couldn't get up. And my neck just felt like that. Just like my neck go, just like my neck go. Okay, okay. Then I turned to my friend and I said, Andrew, Andrew, we gotta go. And Andrew said, Oh, he also got stuck. So that was a sign to us that the Holy Ghost is pretty heavy when he comes in glory. And if he wants to stick you on the floor, he'll keep you on the floor until you can feel him. You gotta feel him. You gotta know him in reality. You gotta know it. I mean, if somebody's pumping up your balloon, you wanna know what is coming inside the balloon. You got the spirit pumping into your spirit, man.
And if you can't get it, he'll knock you out. I always said these who, who fall down, it's, you know, he clouds their mind there. He comes as a cloud. And they go, what happened? Oh, you got fogged out. <laughs> you're, you're, you see, your mind was stopping you experiencing the Holy Ghost. So he came on you and then boom, your mind got like white clouds all over your mind. He just wiped out your whole thinking and everything. And he just went down. He got you. That's a Holy Ghost policeman arresting you. I'm here. I'm here. And you just yield to that. And then, of course, you get up and you get your mind again. And you're in Hastings. You're this and you're that. And he's loving like that. He doesn't wipe out. But he wants you to taste that. He wants you to taste the reality of not carrying all these worldly problems, family problems, all these things. He wants you to have the reality of just man alive. You're just um, out in the Holy Ghost. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, have you got a clock anywhere? Or a, a time? You've got to give me a time, please. A pardon? Okay, yeah, you know me. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, then in verse 16. Turn to the Lord. Like I said, the boy keeps looking the girl or the girl keeps looking at the boy who is constantly looking so you turn like David said you know David uh, was always I beheld the Lord always before my face so I, I've learned to do that in the soaking time is that you just quiet your spirit have something that leads you in and then you're just looking at the Lord and you're asking him to release his virtue inside your spirit man. And he does. When you turn to the Lord, the Lord is that spirit. That spirit that rose from the dead. That spirit that can do miracles. That spirit that gives prophecy. That spirit that gives all the blessings of the kingdom. It's just that turning to the Lord and stay focused. I'm telling you, all the distractions come. Chuchum, this thought, that thought. And so when you turn, focus on him. Stay on him. If you, if you get distracted and you, you go back, just I just say, sorry, Lord. And straight away, he's so gracious. I get right back with him. And I pick up. I've never seen a meeker person and kinder person than our Jesus is. And, and so you learn, he, you learn, and he, he knows you, you're focusing on him. And then he's like, what? And sometimes I don't know what I want. I'll tell you straight. I just look right at him and say, Lord, you know, just pour it in. Now I saw visions of spirit like a big cloud in my hall. And there were like holograms of Jesus all over in the spirit realm. And he was ministering to everyone in that meeting place. I saw it. He was ministering to that one as a teacher. That one, he was the carpenter. That one, he was the king. That one, he was the shepherd. That one, he was the door. But he was meeting every, all the same moment of time. That's his glorification. He can do that in the spirit realm. He's the Christ. He's the glorious one. But one day I'm hoping... I'll be able to do that too. I'll be able to speak a word that can minister to so many people and the Holy Spirit will minister people as I'm talking. 
So I'm hoping tonight, even as you're listening to me, when you start to close your eyes, because I make you fall asleep sometimes, you'll start to see him and he'll minister to you. Oh man, he passionately loves you. And then all you say is, Lord, you know, and he'll beam it into you. And that's it for that day. I'll get up, I'll preach, I'll do my ministry. He's already told me, you see. He tells me that your sermon stinks, you know, get another one, okay? So I just sit there and he downloads and you're just learning that your kind, our works do not please him. It's what he wants, what's in it on his mind. And, and then you go the next day and, and again, you just learn, Lord, and you receive. Now receive virtue. I needed holiness in my mission. There was a lack of it. I needed purity when it came to the accounts. My accountant was cheating. I was very sad, you know, and I found out how much about three months later. I was sad that I had not, I didn't see the telltale signs. I didn't respond. And so when he comes, he will start to pour in his spirit, sanctifying cleaning and every time you cry spirit can't resist you spirit loves you so much so I know I teach my children all the time you know you you put on the tears you got me and so my children you know they just cry Holy Ghost runs to them and enters tears is an entry into your heart don't miss it don't miss it because when G Paul is teaching us about the image of God, he, he is, in a sense, referring to John chapter 11, where Jesus was standing as the resurrection and life in front of Lazarus's tomb. And it's like he's the creator that made everybody to live. And here, every human being, and here is his friend, dead. And he started to cry. This woman meekly fell at his feet she moved him. Nobody else could move him. But he knew Mary. He'd taken her so deep, she could move his heart. When he saw her tears, oh, now the burden starts. And all of us who are in the Holy Ghost, we know when we get the burden. Because we're following Jesus. He had a burden to raise the dead. He came to earth to give life. He didn't make Adam or any of the creatures to be like this Lazarus stuck in a grave. He never made that. He made everything to live, to live more abundantly. And so he's standing there and he's groaning, but it was tears that opened him to such a fullness that when he groaned, Father heard him immediately, Lazarus, rise. It was like the whole universe could have risen at that moment. There was such power. So he's taught us now, groaning, so when you get to Romans chapter 8, have you noticed the groaning verses in, uh, before the image? When you become the image of Christ, he puts the groaning verses there. Don't miss that. You've got to know how to groan in the Holy Ghost so that you don't stay in nursery class all your life. You get to higher levels, and you can. It's easy. Just learn, learn his ways. Well, for me, you know, I, uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 29, I teach everybody this is the goal of your life. You have to be in the image of Christ, who is the image of God. That's your goal. So you have to look at the image 
another Catholic image, not the pictures uh, that you see of the passion and all of that. That's wonderful. Your image is actually the glorified Jesus. And you have to keep looking at him, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter to, to 3 with an open face. Open face means it's like his face is clear glass and it's light and it's glorious and it's looking into you. And your face is now open. You're not, you know, you're just giving yourself to him. And your, the virtue that is in you, the holiness, the light that is in you, just pour it into me, Lord. And so you're yielding to his virtue coming in. Now he can become one with you. This is the oneness which he wants. You, you have to have his spirit and your spirit mixing together inside your spirit man. And you're wanting that. And, and you're looking into his face and, and you're just seeing light. And he's just, he's just, and he's just, and, he's, and you're one. Now he's got you. At that moment, you can be changed from glory to glory. Because that's the spirit that's now working in you Coming, bringing you to Christ every time and now you're getting glory now if you notice in the gospels Jesus is there in Matthew's gospel uh, Matthew said when Jesus was there on the mount of transfiguration his face was like the sun man alive I, I keep thinking about that all the time how the sun has fire coming out and then from the fire is the radiance of the light and here is Jesus his face is on fire and then when you go to Mark's gospel, which is Peter's gospel, it's his garment. His garment is dazzlingly bright. And then when you get to Luke's gospel, well, Luke is the doctor. And he's really going after what kind of body, what kind of form was Jesus in when the glory was manifested. So then in Luke chapter 9, in verse 29, I want you to notice how Luke says it. The passion of his face changed the fashion it was no longer this type of face his face was completely excuse the expression it was like flubberizing it was like changing into a translucent and it was a glory light just coming out his face was transformed the other word is transfigured metamorphosis has it happened in church history? Yes. I checked every college professor's book on transfiguration glory and all point to seraphim in the Greek Orthodox Church. Seraphim's face used to shine bright like the sun. I'm sure there are also others in the Catholic Church who went at the time to learn how to see their face transfigured into the same glory. And all the Gospels point just before the transfiguration story, that the kingdom of God. So this is now the kingdom. The spirit man of a human is being transformed into a glory light being fit for heaven, fit for the universe through our Lord Jesus Christ. Redemption. Can somebody say amen? amen. At that same moment of time, Father now comes. Father always comes on the cloud. Always. So whenever I see a cloud, it's Father, you know. So I love cloud. So Father came in the cloud, and now Father has to speak. And so, so they heard the voice. Peter can't forget about the voice. When you hear in Second Peter chapter 1, Second uh, Peter 1, 17, 18, he said, such a voice. <laughs> I can just imagine. 
such a voice. And then he says it again, the voice. And he says that in verse 16. It was majestic. Jesus was majesty. So when that glory, that garment changed, it was like he was standing there like the, like, you know, like the Queen of England in all the glory garments and the regalia. Like you have the mayor standing in his glory cloak. Well, Jesus is standing there with his glory majestic, like the crown on his head and his garments. And that is the quality of his character. It's the extreme beauty of the essence of his nature. He is such a gloriously good spirit, a gloriously good glory God being, and he's giving. It's his majesty. He never makes a mistake. He's perfect. He's all wise. He's all glorious. And he's just standing there in the church. And they can't see him. And they're in the middle of you. He's standing here. His throne is here. He's sitting on his throne in majesty like Isaiah saw. I saw the throne. I saw the king high lifted up. And the majesty's train. Oh, his glory, his nature, his being, his character, his perfections, all that is in him is pouring out for us. And he's here in this room ever so close to you. And he's in your heart. And the Holy Ghost just wants to let him rise up inside you so that you can taste of this majesty, this glory that is in him and him alone. There is no one in the whole universe more beautiful, glorious, more excellent than him. But the point is you can get close to him and receive it into your spirit man. Oh, he gives all he has. All I have is yours. He don't have anything from you. He lives to give you everything. And what he gives is himself. He will be your life. He will be your strength. He will be your wisdom. He will be your protection. He will be the abundance in you. He himself, he doesn't give it to you as an envelope separate from himself. He gives himself to you. Do you love him? Will you take him? Say it to him, Lord. You be everything in me. You be my life. You be the spirit moving in me, life-giving. You be the wisdom. You be my power. You are mixing with me, inside of me. You are my glory. You are my life. You are everything I live for. To be like you. To be filled with you. 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 And you're here. You're here. You're here. And you're ministering to me. So we beheld, John says, John says we beheld his glory. Stephen saw it. Paul saw it. And John says, and we will be like him. 
Somebody said, we will be like him. <laughs> we will be majestic. We will be glorious. So Paul says in Romans chapter 8, as he's taking you through the chapter, the first, I would say, verse 8, 9 verses, you've got to be in spirit. Put away this earthly mind. Second quickening. Every time you are quickened, usually it's in the worship service. Can I have an amen to that? You feel the Spirit coming on you in the worship service. Give a wave and say, yes, Holy Ghost, I feel you. I feel you. That's Him quickening you again. That's electricity flowing through again. And then you feel the anointing. How many of you feel the anointing, the heavy oil and the glory? Oh, yes, thick. And it's, He just rests on you. You say, Uncle, what does it feel like? It feels like a chicken sitting on your head. <laughs> Hey, boys, do you want a chicken on your head? <laughs> That's a chicken. Wait till the eagle comes on top of your head. <laughs> He'll take you places. So you learn to let God's spirit rest upon your heart. Uh, on the head, when he's on the head. I just teach my children, just put your hand on your heart. He'll come in in fullness. Wherever you're at, he'll come in at that fullness. And he'll stretch you a bit more. Every time he comes on you for anointing, it's to give a gift. Don't miss it. Filling, quickening, that's in the worship. You just get tanked up. But by the end of the worship, you should be getting the anointing on you. And you should be hearing voices. Go and pray for that one. Prophesy that. Bless that one. The anointing is always the first fruits of the Spirit, a gift. You'll be prophesying. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom. They're easy. They're say it's easy. Now, this gospel's not hard. It's easy. Just don't make it hard, please. I teach kids. They know it's easy. It's easy. So you get the first fruits. Then Paul goes on there. He says, if you walk in the Spirit, if you're led by the Spirit, you're the sons of God. You're maturing. You're growing level to level. You're going higher and higher. And, uh, and then the Spirit witnesses. The witness of the Holy Spirit is the anointing. When the Holy Spirit is resting on you, you've got to sort of stop and say, okay, what do you want? And he'll tell you, and you just do it. The Holy Ghost was on me for about half an hour before the meeting. And right now he's just like in quickening mode. But when he wants to release power, he's going to come on in anointing mode. Put a hand if you know the anointing. Come on, come on, it's his birthday. It's the anointing. It's the anointing that teaches you all things. Say, Lord, I know you're anointing. And I know it's for a gift to give to somebody else. I just release your power under the anointing. You're here tonight, Lord. You're anointing us tonight. As soon as you start releasing the anointing, you're an heir of God. Please understand how Paul is taking the chapter. He's taking to you. You got the quickening of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. You got born again. You got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And now you're being led by the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Now you're going up and you're getting the anointing, the witness on you. And you start manifesting prophecy, healing, deliverance, any kind of gift. You are now becoming an heir of God. Everything Jesus Christ has, you have. Everything. Excuse me, please do it because you're going to be doing it in the universe. <laughs> You've got all the universe to learn to give whatever. He's just giving you the trial. You're just testing. Come on, you guys, test him. You'll find him. And then, of course, some of us will suffer. 
we get rejected. Well, that's glory, is definitely those who are going through the sufferings. So the creation is watching. Which one? In Hastings, is going to try it tonight. Eh? They're watching you. They want you to enjoy this glory, Spirit, so you can give it to every dead thing in Hastings. I mean, you got brown grass. You got brown grass on your mountain. What are you going to do about it? You declare there will be rain and it will be green. Because we do that with our land all the time. When we know the anointing is on us, on my kids, they know that's the time to change all the circumstances around them, their family and their town. So everybody say, I got the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hastings, you are blessed. You are increasing. Our town is a blessed town. Full of life. We are making Hastings. City of God. We got the hope in heaven. Over us. Open heaven over Hastings. Hallelujah. All these things work together. Everybody say everything works together. Filling with the Holy Ghost, the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the witness of the Holy Ghost. You're already experiencing it. God is already teaching you, getting you ready to be an heir of God forever and ever and ever. So you are called, he says then. You are called for one purpose. Start manifesting Christ in you. Everybody say Christ in me. My hope and glory. Look at the person next to you. I'm going to get more glory than you. I'm going to manifest more of Christ. I'm going to manifest Christ. In Hastings. In my family. In this church. Christ in me. It's not I. It's Christ in me. It's not I. Don't look at me. It's Christ in me. I got the Holy Ghost. He's filling me. Christ is growing in me. Okay, put your hand on your heart. Christ in me. Grow up. Manifest. I will not keep you down. I will not strangle you. You will live in me. Powerful Christ, manifest in Hastings. Your power, your gifts, your glory, your word. I will be a witness of the Holy Ghost. The greater one is in me. Christ is in me. He is my glory. He is here in the church. I get pumped up. Every time I go to church, I see him, I know him, I recognize him in my body. When he is running through my body, when he is bubbling in my body, when he is filling me with joy, I know the Holy Ghost. I know Christ in me. He lives. He lives in me. And I'm going to change Hastings in Jesus' name.
So I can tell you that it's good soil sowing into faith ministry. And so if you thought that you would like to um, sponsor one of the children in John's um, home, then please come and see me. There's information I have down the back, and, um, and I can tell you all about it, okay? So Marlene, where are you? She's disappeared. What would you like to do now, John? Anybody wants my email address or WhatsApp, my card is there, please take one. You feel free to just ask any question you want. Thank you. How was that? We have got time to pray for people. So if you want ministry tonight, you're welcome. Just come up to the front. I'll pray for you. Okay? God bless you. Have a great night. Those of you who want to go, you are dismissed. Those who want a blessing, come to the front. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Change chairs. I was looking past us now there. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for opening up the church. Thank you. You took a risk. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Father, thank you for the girl. Thank you for the spirit.